Blog Talk Radio. Network. 
BLU on Blue. What we're talking about today, Nicki Minaj announced she's retiring via Twitter and social media is reacting. Some people are rejoicing. Some people are like, why? We're going to get into that. Uh, Kevin Hart was involved in a very bad accident. We heard his back had back surgery and all of that. So we're talking about that. R. Kelly. Man, oh man. So you know, most people know that he was denied bail. So he's still locked up until trial. The trial date was set, but also he was moved to general population. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. So we're talking about that. Uh, we're also talking about the NYPD. It's being reported that they're making fewer arrests in New York City following the firing of uh, Pantaleo, the cop who basically killed or was responsible for the death of Eric Garner. He used the legal chokehold, the whole I can't breathe movement. And after 1,800 years, it feels like he's, he was finally fired, and rightfully so. But now the NYPD are supposedly making fewer arrests behind it. Wild. Um, Amber Geiger... This is in Dallas. You may know the story. If you don't know her name, she was the female cop who shot Botham Jean in his own apartment because she so-called thought it was her apartment she was entering. Entered his apartment, man sitting on his couch eating cereal or whatever, and she shot him. Killed him. We have an update because the police department out there are preparing as if she's going to be acquitted. So we're talking about that. Uh, Hurricane Dorian happened, basically ravished the Bahamas, and your man's Tyler Perry did a great deed with uh, sending his own personal plane to the Bahamas to help out with aid and supplies, et cetera. We're talking about that. Also, New York City is suing T-Mobile. Why? If you got T-Mobile, you're going to definitely want to hear this because they're being accused of selling us, because I'm a part of T-Mobile too, selling us used phones as new, along with like overcharging us, a bunch of other bullshit. But that is the biggest thing, selling us used phones as new. Really, T-Mobile? We're talking about that. And over the weekend... Myself and our producer Stacy went to see It Chapter 2 That's the Pennywise clown movie I want to review it I can't guarantee that I'm not going to spoil it But I'll give you some heads up It's, it's not really nothing to spoil you really But I'm going to give you guys a heads up That'll probably be the last thing I talk about So don't, don't be uh, alarmed If you're planning to see it I'm not going to say nothing yet But I'll give you a heads up before I talk about it So you can step away if you want But once again 646-716-8544 Is the number to call You guys are welcome to chime in at any point On anything I'm discussing today On Hollywood and Friends Let's kick it off with Nicki Minaj She announced on Twitter That she's 
taking a break. Not not even taking a break. That she's retiring. I'm going to read you guys the exact tweet she said just in case you missed it. She said, I've decided to retire and have my family. I know you guys are happy now. To my fans, keep repping me. Do it to the death of me. X in the box because ain't nobody checking me. Love you for life. So, of course, the Barb's, Nikki's beloved fan base, wasn't really feeling it. Some people like, don't go, don't go. I want to say I even read something like that. There's nothing else that they could live, that they don't see themselves living uh, beyond this. Like, what? But regardless, they love Nicki Minaj, so they're feeling the way about her retiring. Some other people was on some good riddance. I read so many comments, and I'm just like, wow. Like, really? Damn, y'all hate Nicki that bad? People was like, I, like thank, thank you. Uh, you were five years too late. Like, wow, shit like that. And it's like, that's probably part of the reason why Nicki even made this announcement. But she said she want to focus on having a family and all of that. When I first heard this, I personally was feeling like, I don't know, that kind, it kind of seemed a little bit of like, um, I don't want to say like trolling in a sense, but kind of like maybe taking like the easy route out in a sense. Because if I'm being honest, we know for like the past like a couple of years now, uh, due to whatever, um, Nicki Minaj may not be like. Well, nobody's really selling the way they used to sell. That's just a given overall. Nobody's really selling the way they used to sell, but I know Nikki has some issues. For whatever reason, we don't know exactly, but she canceled part of her tour. She was on tour. She was supposed to do the North American leg. Future was headlining, I mean, co-headlining with her. They announced it, had all the dates and everything, and then all of a sudden, she just canceled it. And she said it was based on um, she wanted to give her fans better show like she wanted to really go in she didn't feel like she was going to be able to give them the type of show she wanted to give them so she canceled it many other people was feeling like it was low ticket sales and we we don't know i don't know i'm not a part of the, the team i definitely i didn't get a ticket but i don't know it could be we we see this happen a lot and it's an easy out to say oh i want to rework some things Nobody's going to actually come out and say, damn, my shit ain't selling the way it should have, so I want to give some more time to fill more seats. No one's ever going to say that. And whether that's the case or not, it could be playing a part as to why Nikki's feeling like, let me step back. She got this uh, new man who she's known since she was like younger. He, they just rekindled and they engaged. She already referring to him as her husband. Many people feeling like she's gonna have a baby eventually. So she wanna use this opportunity to do that. My my thing is you can have a family and still have a career. So it's kinda like why are you saying that you're gonna retire to have a family? Just to use an example, Cardi B for instance. 
brand new to the game, you might as well say, not nearly as much years in as, as Nikki. She just had a whole baby. Many people felt like that was the wrong time because she was just starting to get that rise going and she got pregnant. That's like career suicide, some people would think. Not for Cardi. She's still rising even probably even more now. Beyonce out here with eight kids, set of twins, still got the career on lock. So you can definitely have a family and have a career. So it's like you, sh- you shouldn't have to choose one or the other. I don't think Nicki Minaj has to choose one or the other. So it's kind of like, what's the real reason? And then a part of me also started to feel like maybe this is like um, the whole trolling situation. Like she's not really retiring, but she wanted to throw that out there to let people know, like, or to, I guess, like test the waters. See, see, see how the people feeling. And cause if people think you're about to retire, they're going to come out and droves. Like if they really riding for you, they, they're going to be like, nah, don't, don't, don't. So now next week when she drop a new single, they're going to love it even more than they would have loved it already. Probably buy it more, like, just to make sure. Now, nah, we got to keep her here. She's talking about retiring, like, da, da, da. So I, I, part of me feel like that is the route Nikki is taking, I think. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's like, uh, let me use this as, as bait. To get people to realize Like what they about to lose And But who knows Really um, Her team was supposedly It's being reported that they were blindsided By her announcement Cause it's Twitter I mean you sitting in your room She probably sitting in her big ass mansion It was like 2 o'clock in the morning or something, And she just tweeted it out she ain't have like a meeting with her team about it. It was just like, this is how I feel right now. I'm going to tweet this. So her team, they're reporting. Um, TMZ actually is reporting that her team was blindsided by it. They say that she had studio sessions booked. She had um, collaborations, a number of collaborations with other artists in the works. So their feeling, according to TMZ, is that they hoping that it's uh, more of a break. And not like a full out Retirement Because I mean Jay Z retired Right and then he came back Probably was like a year later or something I can't remember exactly but He came right back He had a whole black album Then I backed out And then Nope So it could be along those lines I mean I feel like with Somebody of Nikki's stature she She can do what uh, Jay-Z did In terms of the whole retiring She gonna get married, have a baby, whatever Blah, blah, blah And then in a year or two I think she could I think she could do it But Them barbs, man They not really feeling it They And other artists' comment section Like, yo, go talk to Nicki Da-da-da Like, I'm just like, yikes Wow Um We'll see how this plays out uh, But let's move on So we usually do Start the show off with the Question of the day And I was, was uh, 
so eager to get into Nikki. I skipped that part, but let's get into that right now. So our question of the day for today is what is the most unconventional thing you've ever got a whooping with? Now, if you are uh, born anywhere, I don't even I don't even want to say because like the new wave parents may not be hitting their kids, maybe. But when I was coming up, <laughs> we got whipped. Like so, if we got whooped, um, what was the most unconventional thing you've ever got a whooping with? Is the question of the day. So six four six seven one six eight five four four is the number, or press one if you happen to be on the line. For me, I'll say chancleta. It's like a, a, a slipper. Um, maybe like uh, I don't honestly like what is conventional, right? When it comes to a whooping, like other than like a hand for like a spanking. So a belt could probably be unconventional, even though that's probably like the go-to. If you grew up in a black household, I don't know what anybody else is doing. But if you grew up, if you grew up black, a belt was the go-to. Like I hear people in the country probably went to go get switches from trees and stuff like that. Thankfully, <laughs> I grew up in New York. I grew up in Brooklyn, so it wasn't none of that happening. But a belt, maybe like a old town roll, big ass buckle belt or something. That that could be unconventional. That shit is not normal, like. <laughs> but um, a listener said a a hanger. Yikes! Um, uh, another listener said I know someone with a cord of an iron. Yikes! That's some real like. <laughs> Can you imagine the whelps that you get from an iron cord? Like, and then where's the iron? During this, like, you, are you holding the iron in one hand and whacking with the, with the rest? Like, gee, yikes. Um, but we'll get into more of that uh, throughout the show. I'm gonna check if uh, anyone responded on uh, our social media as well on at Hollywood and Friends on Instagram or at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. But let's move on. Kevin Hart uh, Kevin Hart Was in a Terrible car accident And um, What was it Malibu No Calabasas I think it was Yeah Calabasas In Cali uh, Last week On the first Midnight Overnight Like one o'clock in the morning And he was in a 1970 Plymouth Barracuda and if you ain't into cars, you probably like what the like what the fuck is that? Just know it's to paint you the picture is like one of those like classic looking um, old school type cars and souped up. I'm hearing it has some wild custom engine like 800 and something horsepower, and it's like, bruh, that's nuts. And it looked like it was only two doors, but it was three people in the car. And I know a lot of two doors, you got the seat that you could pull forward and someone get in the back. But looking at the picture of this car, it doesn't even look like it has the capability to fit someone in the back of the shit. But 
that's what they say it was. It was him. It was a friend of his named Jared Black and another passenger, Rebecca Broxterman. They're saying that uh, Jared and Rebecca are engaged. I don't know, but Rebecca is uh, Kevin Hart's wife's trainer, uh, Nico. But that's neither here nor there. They're saying Kevin was the passenger in the car at the time. They lost control. They went over an embankment. And if you've seen the pictures of the aftermath, that shit was total. The roof of the car was like damn near crushed. I don't even know how Kevin made it out. They say that the the driver was pinned inside. Rebecca miraculously didn't really suffer much injuries. They said she only complained of pain. But Jared, along with Kevin, suffered back injuries. I don't know what to extent Jared's injuries are because they say he had to get like airlifted to the hospital. Kevin, on the other hand, I don't know how this happens. Maybe because you're in shock after you get into an accident, but somehow he caught up his bodyguard or the bodyguard may have been riding like along. You know, sometimes they'll be in another vehicle, like not too far away because um, passerby noticed the accident, noticed the cloud of smoke and got out his car and went and proceeded to call 911. And he said when he got there, he seen what appeared to be Kevin Hart's bodyguard pulling Kevin out of the driver's side of the car. And people like, well, I thought Kevin was the passenger, how he was getting pulled out the driver's side. Many things could be factored into why that is taking place. I mean, you just went off of the damn side of the road. Car flipped. You could get thrown anywhere, or his side could have been bashed in so crazy that he could only make it out the driver's side. It could be anything. It's not. It doesn't necessarily mean Kevin was the true driver, even though that's what a lot of people are trying to come on and say now. But regardless, he was getting pulled out of the um, driver's side and went up, got into his uh, bodyguard's SUV, and drove to his house, which they say wasn't too far away, like maybe five minutes away. And I'm thinking, like, what? <laughs> right? Like, you just was in a whole accident. I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm thinking 911. I'm thinking get me to the hospital. But maybe he was just that much in shock. Maybe he didn't feel the pain in that moment. Or, because what? Take me home? And then once home, maybe 20 minutes after being home, another 911 call came in. This time, it seems from Aniko. I don't know. It sounded like her from the the 911 call. But she said Kevin was incoherent, that he couldn't even move. And it, then they sent um, ambulance, took him to the hospital, and it turns out he had to have back surgery, that he fractured his spine and, like, three places or something wild like that and it's like damn the spine for one ain't nothing to play with there was this whole article and I don't know who these people are like how you make up a whole story that's not true but the next day there was an article on Facebook they had sources they had a press release from Kevin's people allegedly saying that Kevin Hart was paralyzed 
And I'm looking at this like, are you serious? Like, y'all just made up a whole story saying this man is paralyzed. Like, that's crazy. Which he's not, but he did Epica Sponsum, had to have emergency back surgery. And Aniko said he's fine. He's going to be just fine. Uh, Tiffany Haddish recently came out and said that she heard that he's actually up and walking already and talking, but they say it's going to be a long road to recovery. But I don't think it's over. I don't think this is like the last we're going to hear of it because you know they're going to have to do an investigation or whatever um, took place regarding the accident and all of that type of stuff. But I'm just like, I was kind of thrown with the whole, the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the chain of events, like go off the embankment, bodyguard gets there, pulls you out, takes you home. He's like, did you know you was going to sleep it off? Like, unless he was just like drunk, 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 right? Like just wasted to the point where it's like, I don't feel shit. Just get me home, get me to my bed. Like, and then once he got home, it was like, oh, nah. Something ain't right. But regardless, it's good to hear that Kevin is okay. Um, as this man is like literally, I could say, the hardest working man in show business. We hear that term thrown around with people, and we see it with Kevin. You, th- This man, you literally see. I don't think he sleeps. It's movie after movie after movie after comedy show after movie after like this man is working so it's good to see that he is in uh gonna be good um so yeah yikes so Kevin get well soon let's move on Let's get into uh, the NYPD. Actually, no. Let's get into R. Kelly. I believe I could fly. So we all knew one way or another they was going to get R. Kelly. Due to everything. It's been years and years and years this man's been accused never convicted but accused of some things. Some things. And they the latest one it had to do with um, underage uh, girl and then another Thing was like um, child support or something I could be mistaken but regardless he was arrested and in the past he's gotten bailed out and awaited trial or whatever waited for the case to play out that way this time the judge was like the judge said nah denied bail and he basically have to remain incarcerated until the trial. The trial date was just set for April 
of 2020. That's a good seven months away that this man, regardless of what happens at the trial, if he's acquitted, convicted, he done spent damn near a year in prison because he's being denied bail. And that may be punishment enough. I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I can't say what he should be getting because um, you're technically innocent until proven guilty and he has yet to be proven guilty regardless of anything that he's been accused of. But most times with celebrities, they get special treatment. They may not be put with everyone else because of their celebrity. And rightfully so. You're a known person, and now you're in jail with the with everyone else, the all of the other murderers and all of the other rapists and everyone else that are are not known. So now you're at their level. You're accessible now. And they may just try you just because of that. Now, they might not even have a true issue with you just because, like, oh, yeah, now you ain't here. Yeah, you, you ain't nobody now. And then on top of that, for what he's being accused of, it's being said, it's been said for years, these people don't get treated the best way in jail. If you get accused of um, raping someone or uh, molesting or messing with young underage people, those, if you fall in any of those categories, you don't get the best treatment in jail. I've heard. So that factoring in with the fact that he's R. Kelly, you would think he would want to stay in confinement, solitary confinement, whatever, however the hell. But it's being reported that he's been moved to general population. So now he's right there in the mix of everybody. And initially, the prosecutors was prosecutors was denying that R. Kelly attorney with the claims that R. Kelly attorney made that he was being held in solitary confinement against his will, saying that if he went into population. He was gonna, everybody was gonna be up on him, um, yada yada. And then the later thing I read that he actually requested to be moved to general population. So I don't know what the true story is behind that, but he is in general population. How that's gonna play out for the next seven, eight months. We'll just have to wait and see. Men's may be in there putting on shows or something. You never know. He may be in there like doing little gigs or some talent night or something. I don't know, but April's a long time. I personally have never been. Thank the Lord. <laughs> uh in jail. 
but I could imagine that it is not somewhere you would even want to be for a day, let alone a month, two months, three months, five, six, seven, eight, like, so we'll see what happens. April is a long time away when you're in prison, so we'll keep you posted. Uh, Let's move on, but first, I want to get into a song. Uh, let's do We Out. This song is on my Mevo mixtape. It's myself featuring my boy Rich McMichael. It's called We Out. You can download it for free. Stream it for free even. Iamhollywood.com or SoundCloud.com slash Hollywood. When we come back, we're talking about the NYPD and how they're making fewer arrests after one of their mans got fired for killing someone. Like, y'all mad? Like, uh, also, Amber Geiger, speaking of police, and Botham Jean, this is in Dallas. She's the uh, cop who shot the man in his own apartment. Now she's on trial for it. And it's seeming like she may be acquitted. I'm going to explain why people are feeling like that's probably going to happen. Uh, Tyler Perry, his good deed for the Bahamas. New York City is suing T-Mobile for selling us used phones as new. And my review on It Chapter 2, all of that when we come back. Hollywood and Friends, Hampton Blue Radio. This is We Out featuring Richard Michael. I peeped you away from over here, watch you sipping on that velvet there, wonder what you thinking, dear. I wonder if she thinking clear, should I wait until she's sober just to make it fair? But um, once that beat separate, I'm bum, and that dress got me looking at your bum bum. Where I'm from, there's no way that I can shake it, body all amazing, got a nigga singing. It's getting kind of late in here, in here, babe. I had a real rough long week, all week, babe. These drinks are getting low, getting low, babe. I think it's time to go, to go. Just met, but you should be my darling. I'm falling, life's too short to be stalling. Skip all the numbers in the calling. Just whip them out like New Orleans. Mardi Gras. The cold check it by the door You know I don't want to wait no more There's no need to get emotional Just live a little Just give me the word and we out We out Let me show you new perks to go berserk. 
I know you're tired of the jerk Selling your horse and carriage things That they know will never work The cold check it by the door You know I don't want to wait no more Y'all, 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 my fault, I was drinking something, but um, <laughs> welcome back, Hollywood and Friends, that right there was We Out, myself, featuring Rich McMichael, <laughs> yeah, the song ended like a second sooner than I thought it was going to end, so I was in the middle of drinking something, but um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. 646-716-8544 is the number to call. You can chime in on anything I'm discussing. We just spoke about Nicki Minaj, Kevin Hart, R. Kelly. Now let's move on to the NYPD. The ever so reliable, saint-like NYPD. Uh, Daniel Pantaleo is, uh, I think that's his name, right? Yeah. He's the police officer who was fired for the chokehold death of Eric Garner after like how many years has it been? Finally, um, was fired. Um, the police being big babies about the shit and they, one of, uh, this I think is their way of mm, I can't think of no 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 proper term for it. They're just being brats and basically just further proving why they are not fit to be cops. Why some are not fit to be cops. Because this man was responsible for the death of someone for selling cigarettes, allegedly selling loose cigarettes on a corner 
at a uh, corner store or whatever. So y'all go in to arrest him. He don't feel like he did anything wrong, so rightfully so, he's gonna like be a little apprehensive. Like, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, why y'all up on me? Daniel want to be the big tough guy, puts him in a chokehold, an illegal chokehold. And you guys know the rest. So, after how many other years? After him keeping his job, um, being found not guilty of whatever they were trying to charge him with, manslaughter, because I don't think it was murder, whatever it was, he was acquitted. His family kept pushing forward. So now, they got some justice with him being fired from the job. His compadres in the department are upset. They are calling on even the police commissioner who basically was responsible for firing him. They want him to step down. They want the mayor gone, the governor, whoever whoever is responsible for this, they in their feelings about it. And in return, they're making fewer arrests now than they have been before. They're trying to make it seem like we're scared to do our jobs now because we don't want to get fired. And it's like, Nigga, shut the fuck That is not the reason why Y'all doing this because y'all want it to be like Stubborn brats Imagine like A kid Who the parents say uh, I'm taking your video games away from you Or you can't do this or whatever And then in turn Something that you are supposed to do Let's just say your homework for instance I'm not doing this shit I'm not doing it. And it's like a retaliation. It's not because you're afraid to lose your job. You're just feeling like this is my way of getting back. You're thinking you're hurting the commissioner or whatever by not doing your job. That's the bottom line. And maybe you should resign if that's the case. Because this is the problem with the NYPD And this is why Community relations with the NYPD Is what it is right now Shit hit ahead It's boiling over right now To the point where It's like the most disrespect I've ever seen Towards uh, police To now where like you see the videos Of like people throwing water on them And throwing Stuff at them and just like that shouldn't be happening and that wouldn't be happening if they were held responsible when they do fuck shit. When they shoot innocent people, unarmed people, not even to say innocent, just shooting unarmed black people on the streets, choke-holding people, false arrests, doctoring uh, fake they're faking the police reports, writing shit that's not really there. There was a video I just seen the other day of a cop. His body cam was on. He didn't realize. He picked up cocaine and tried to put it, not try, he put it in the man's wallet. And that's what they were going to get the man charged with. But his body cam was on. His dumbass didn't realize it. 
And now he's in hot water for that. There's so many backward shit that the, the police department does. And their mans, their fellow mans, is like a code of honor or something. It's like a gang. They don't like to hold their own accountable. They don't come forward when they see the bullshit happening. They actually join right on in when they see something happening that they know is wrong. Like, you know this is not what y'all supposed to be doing. They did not teach y'all this on the police academy. Like, and until y'all start doing better, shit is not going to be good. Like, when y'all out here trying to police and is messing it up for the people who are really in the force to make a change and to keep the city safe is not making it good better for them because y'all look at like one person like all we see is a uniform and a badge and we immediately go in our minds to the bad part the bad places of the police department we're not going to think oh remember that video of the, the cop doing the uh, the nene with the little kids on on the street, or the cop that um, bought the kid lunch because he said he was hungry. We're not going to think about that. We're going to think about the countless black lives that are slaughtered daily, and the rest of them don't say nothing about. And now y'all want to be stubborn and not do y'all jobs because someone. Rightfully so Lost their job For doing the wrong thing How you get mad for that So they're saying that uh, As of August 19th That's when uh, Pentaleo was Fired That the arrest Have plummeted down About 11% it's been uh, from an average of 237 a day to 201. And this is misdemeanor arrest. So, I don't know who they think they're hurting with this, with not doing their jobs, but y'all need to just speak up and be better police officers. When, when dumb shit is happening that yeah no not supposed to happen then there will be no reason to have a fire in other Pantaleo because Pantaleo won't be putting somebody in a chokehold and a legal chokehold because he know he's gonna get checked by his fellow men easy as that simple as that uh, keeping on the line of cops let's move on let's take it to Dallas Amber Geiger Female, white female cop just got off work, went in the building, and somehow ended up at Botham Shem Jean's apartment, which she thought was her own. She entered it. Still don't know how this happened, which is though unlocked. I don't know what somehow she entered. He's sitting on his couch and she shoots him. Because she thought he was a burglar in her home. Meanwhile, she just walked in his home. Because I guess they share the same door. Just on different floors. Regardless. 
this man's no longer here because of her negligence or just stupidity. There's been conspiracies about what really happened, like, oh, they were dating and da-da-da, like, whatever it is, she killed a man sitting in his apartment basically doing nothing, just chilling. Unarmed, like, not even safe in your own home. Like, that's wild. Jury selection begun, I think, two days ago. It's been about a year now since that happened. I don't even feel like it's been that long. Jury selection began, and Dallas police are preparing as if she's going to be acquitted. And we've seen this happen time and time again. I wouldn't be surprised if she is acquitted. But how they are uh, preparing Two separate memos went out Last week From the department Giving them orders of uh, No more time off Until The trial is over Detectives were also told To have their uniforms Gas masks Helmets and other gear Ready And This is basically Because they did this before I can't remember whose uh, Trial it was But where they They basically waited To announce They announced that they were going to make the announcement Of the uh, The verdict Like it was like 8pm Tuesday Verdict going to be announced And it's like what since when y'all do that And it's like oh I get it they want to make sure they are set up and ready because they know what the verdict is already going to be. So it's similar in this case. They're basically preparing them because they know what's going to happen. You ain't going to send out a memo saying get your uniforms and gas masks and helmets and get ready. Like, you going to war? Because they're expecting there to be riots and stuff like that. When she's found to be not guilty, which is nuts, and this is the type of shit I've been talking about. We'll see how this plays out. Um, I'm trying to see if I could find the trial date. I don't think there has a they have a date. Um, yeah, I know they just did the jury selection like two days ago. But we'll keep you posted, and it'll be everywhere once it actually uh, happens. Anyway, but and that concludes my section on the NYPD and police on their bullshit. Uh, let's go back to our question of the day. What is the most unconventional? I could be reading this wrong. The most unconventional item you've ever been hit. Wait, what is what's the exact <laughs> way the question of the day goes? Hold on, let me go back and look. All right, the most unconventional. Weapon? No, that's not even it. 
What is the most unconventional thing you've ever got a whooping with? There we go. That's the question of the day. So we got some more responses from our Instagram at Hampton Blue Network and at Hollywood and Friends. A cast iron skillet, says Diva Medina. What? You know how heavy cast iron skillets are? Dumb shits are like weights. Like they could be in the gym. Jeez. Uh, Mandy504-2019 says a cable card. Maybe she meant cable cord. Because cable card, you know how the cable boxes used to come with that little card in it? <laughs> that's, just, that's what she's talking about. So I'm going to think that she's saying cable cord, which is yikes. In other words. What is the most unconventional thing you've ever got a working with? 646-716-8544 is the number to call. Let's move on. Tyler Perry. The Bahamas was done wrong by Hurricane Dorian. I've seen the footage if you haven't seen the footage, there's some on Hollywood and Friends Instagram page at Hollywood and Friends, but it was bad. Like, the storm went from traveling at a certain speed to once it hit the Bahamas, the shit stopped to almost a standstill for like a day and a half, two days, just sat there. That's the worst. So they had, like, Damage, damage uh, being done to the island. Tyler Perry uh, used his private plane to deliver supplies and more to the Bahamas. Fast shots to Tyler Perry on that. According to TMZ, he delivered uh, release supplies to the Abaco Island. That's the area that was the hardest hit by Dorian. They say that his plane made at least two trips on Thursday of last week and is hoping to send several more as recovery efforts continue. This is water, juice, diapers, sleeping bags, and other necessities that were reportedly packed onto his plane and delivered. And also to take it a step further, he reportedly brought back seven people, including children, back to the United States on the return trips to uh, these people needed medical attention so he brought them back so they could get the attention that they needed and it's like fresh shouts to Mr. Perry on that like this is what you this is the type of um, humanitarian work that's needed especially when you got the means to do so like why not there's so many people in similar positions to Tyler Perry when, when things happen. And it's not even in the United States, but it's just that you see people uh, in need when natural disasters happen. It's like, you got the means, it ain't gonna really put a dent in your pocket and your bank account. Like, this is the type of things that, that should be should be uh, done. So, well done, uh, Mr. Perry. Prior to doing that, he posted on social media a picture of the Bahamas and all of its glory before it got ravished 
by Dorian. You know, it's like a hot tourist attraction, vacation spot. He posted a picture and he said to all the incredible people of the Bahamas who have welcomed me and called me an adoptive son, I want you to know that I want you to know that I'm watching closely and as soon as I can, I will be there to do whatever I can to help you rebuild stronger and better. You're not only in my heart and my prayers, you're in my blood. God bless you. Stay Bahamas strong. The sun will shine again. True that. Um, you know, many cruise lines, that's like a destination. Uh, Royal Caribbean, um, whoever the hell else, all of the other ones. So I've heard that Royal Caribbean is actually stocking up their ships to take stuff over that's needed to the Bahamas. So that's a dope deal, too. And fast shots to them. And it's like, right, as you should, right? Because you use the island as a stop to sell tickets on your cruise. Like, it's like a, a win-win, like, for, for each of y'all. So they're in need right now. Why not do that? So that's dope about Royal Caribbean for stepping up and doing that as well. Let's move on, though. T-Mobile. I have T-Mobile. I don't know who any of you who's listening to have T-Mobile, but listen close. New York City is suing T-Mobile, alleging that the company used a slew of deceptive business, business practices, violating the city's consumer protection law. Thousands of times in the process, they say. T-Mobile and Metro PCS, as well as other authorized dealers, they're accused of preying on consumers. After a year-long investigation, the city says it obtained evidence that in at least 21 instances, T-Mobile and Metro PCS sold used phones to consumers who paid for the new ones. What? Not only that, they regularly overcharged customers. Now that I've experienced. I, I know for sure my bill should not be like I pay over a hundred dollars for my um cell phone bill. And meanwhile when I see these commercials maybe like get four lines for fifty five dollars. I'm like, what? Look what I'm paying. But um I digress. So um the suit alleges that some Metro PCS stores sold phones at a discount, then unlawfully added the tax at the pre-discount cost. Because when you go in the store to buy a phone, like for one, you just hype, you're excited, right? It's always fun to get a new phone. You're not really doing the math. You're not in there with a calculator when they tell you what the total is. You're not looking to say, wait, wait, if tax is X percent in New York, why is it this percent? You're not thinking that. They're going to tell you what is the cost is. And unless it's like something stupid, stupid, it's not going to raise a red flag. You're going to just pay the shit, get your phone, and leave. Also in this lawsuit, they're saying that Metro PCS advertises a 30-day return guarantee on its website. But in the fine print, it says they only offer a seven-day guarantee for in-store purchases. But the phones can only be bought in-store. 
So it's like, what is it? So T-Mobile spoke out, said we take these allegations very seriously and are continuing to investigate so we can respond to the city. They say we can't comment on the specific claims at this early stage. What we are seeing alleged here is completely at odds with the integrity of our team and the commitment they have to taking care of our customers every day. So the city is asking a court to find that T-Mobile use the deceptive uh, practices and that it should pay financial penalties based on how often it, it used those practices. Now, my thing is, because I'm all for, yeah, call them out, get them to uh, fess up, and if they selling us used phones as new, yeah, let's get them. But who's getting this money now when they pay it back? Like, is it going to the city? Because, like, that's what I want to be in a T-Mobile customer. Like, let's just say T-Mobile lose this lawsuit and have to pay up. Where's that money going? Are we getting the credit on our bill? That's what I would like to see. Like, but it's not a good look, T-Mobile. Bad enough you're not going to carry the, the Galaxy Fold. I've been waiting like eight years for this shit to come out. Yeah, I was going to carry it initially. And then once they recalled there and sent sent it back to be redone because all of the mess ups it had, now that it's finally coming back out in a few weeks, y'all not carrying it. That's already one thing. Y'all should be sued for that alone. Like, and then y'all selling used phones is new. Call the cops. I'm ready to get the book ASAP. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head, but that shit is from um, Black China's mom. Hilarious. Uh, someone commented regarding the T-Mobile thing. They're a Verizon customer. She said, and um, she said, I'm sure Verizon has done it as well. I had a very suspicious experience with customer service thinking my phone was refurbished because serial numbers didn't match. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. They're all probably doing it like some, some kind of dumb shady shit. Wouldn't be surprised. T-Mobile, y'all gotta get y'all shit together. Get it together. I'm trying to trying to be loyal, trying to remain loyal. Y'all got some good perks, like free Wi-Fi on planes and stuff like that. But get it together. All right. Last but not least. So for anyone who haven't seen it. Chapter 2 Now's the time for you to Turn your volume down Or Something I can't guarantee That I'm going to spoil Spoil anything But Shit happens Never know What might uh, What I might say When I come out of uh, talking about this Nonetheless 
went to see it this weekend. I was feeling the kid. The trailer alone had me like hype. They that trailer was one of the best trailers I've seen for a horror movie. Like it just made you think like, oh yeah, it's about to go down. The clown, Pennywise, the guy who plays uh Pennywise, um, that shouts to him. I'm trying let me find his name. Cause that nigga there is creepy as hell. Men said, I craved you. Like what? You craved me for 27 years? <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, here we go. Cast. Uh, dang, what's the guy's name? Bill Skarsgård? Bill Skarsgård. That's him? Yeah, that's him. All right. Bill Skarsgård. Fresh out to you. You're a creep. But, uh, it chapter two for one, before I even went, I looked at the running time, and it said it was two hours and 49 minutes. And I'm like, what in the Star Wars is happening here? Why is this movie so long? Like, do we really need three hours of this? Like, uh, then I looked up the old one, the first one, and then I realized that that one was actually two hours and like 20-some-odd minutes. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even realize that was that long. So going in, I'm like, damn, this shit about to be eight hours. Like, I, I just hope it don't feel like eight hours long because if it's good enough, you won't notice. And I will say they delivered on that part because it didn't feel long at all. Like, I looked at my phone at one point when they were approaching towards what seemed to be like the final act of the movie. And I'm like, it, it only felt like I was sitting in the theater for maybe an hour and a half at that point or something. I looked at my phone and it was about to be over. It was like 30, 20 some odd minutes left. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. So fast out to them on that part. It definitely does not feel like two hours and 49 minutes. Now, I don't know if maybe I gotta watch the first it again, but I don't recall it being. It was like very Nightmare on Elm Street type, and it's funny because at the end of the movie, on the marquee of the movie of uh, the movie theater that they're walking past, because I guess it's set in a certain time. That scene is set in a certain time, so the marquee said Nightmare on Elm Street Five. And I found that um, funny because the whole time watching this shit, I'm like, you know, this is like Nightmare on Elm Street is reminding me of. Like, if y'all remember Nightmare on Elm Street, it's weird. But in that case, it was in their dreams. But the things wasn't as they appeared to be in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, It'll seem like one thing is happening, but they'll wake up and they'll be in their classroom or something. And they realize, oh, they fell asleep in the classroom. And then all this bullshit was happening from Freddie. And they woke up. So that it kind of gave me that feel. 
And I don't remember if the first one was like that. Um, Stacy, you saw it as well. Maybe you could help me and and if you remember what that if that first one was like that. But I don't recall it being like that. But that happened, and it made me think too that I wonder if um they'll redo Magnolia on Elm Street, like because they should. I can't remember what's the last time when the last time they did it, but I think we're due. For a new, a new Freddy Krueger, I think they could do it and make it like epic. But um, there was some moments in this movie. It kind of didn't make sense to me. Like sometimes you know things that happen in the movie and it might not make sense initially, but then it'll tie itself in later. But it was some random shit, and it was kind of like, why, why this happened? So at the beginning. At the beginning of the movie, one of the first scenes where they show uh, the clown, there's a scene where the gay couple at a carnival or whatever, and they're being, like, harassed by um, these group of guys who are not feeling the fact that it's two men kissing in this amusement park so whatever they're doing so they start harassing them um yelling homophobic slurs to them etc and then they go to walk away and then they follow them and then they beat them like to a pulp and threw son over the water i mean over the bridge and I don't know. I just was wondering, like, what did that scene really have to do with? Um, and maybe I missed something, but it just seemed like, like, what was the significance of that? Because it's not like uh, Pennywise was about to come get all of them. Actually, the victim of the incident, the one who got beat the most, and thrown over the bridge is the one that got attacked by Pennywise after being thrown over the shit. So it's like, I didn't get the point of that scenario. Like, and then another thing that kind of didn't make sense uh, to me is one of the, the female character in uh, the movie, when she first get the phone call, that she needs to come back to Derry, which is the town where they are from and all of this happened. Because remember, it too takes place 27 years after the original uh, movie. So she gets called back. When she gets the phone call, she starts packing her stuff to leave. And then her husband is there. He's like, hey, where you going? And he's seeming like he's just like, you know, a loving, caring husband. And Turns out he's abusive and he's about to beat her ass because he thinks she's lying and cheating on him and starts throwing her around, snuffing her up and shit. Like, in that part, it was kind of like, what What does this have to do with uh, anything? Like, and that was another scene that just was kind of like, why, why is this there? Like, it didn't make sense to, to my eyes. And I don't know if I missed something that was supposed to tie it together, but 
it was just random. Like, let's just let's just throw this in there for a kick. Let's just make him a, an abuser. Like, what? Why? Why was that there? Um, what else happened? Uh, the end. I thought it was kind of corny. Not the end. End. Well, yeah, all of the end. I'm just <laughs> like the part when they. They had this scene where they're supposed to do like um, it's supposed to be like a ritual. This is gonna get him gone for good, like, and but he's still who he is, and he has the ability to make you think he's other people, make you think he's bigger than he is. Um, everything is all like in the mind, so. At this point of the movie, he's larger than life. Like, literally, he's big. Like, hovering over them with, like, eight legs and shit, ran some shit. So he's, like, trying to get them. And they realize, like, oh, we need to get him to come back down to size. So how can we get him to do that? Oh, let's let's make him think he's small. That part, I thought was corny as hell. Like, with them yelling out, like... You're just a clown. Like, you're just a clown, clown. I'm like, yo, this shit is, this scene is, like, not doing nothing for me right now. Like, why? It was trash. That part was super trash. Um, They they could have ended that a lot differently. Um, But I guess it, um, there was a message in there, I guess. But, yeah. I ain't like it. And what else? I think that's it. There was there was so many funny moments in that though. It was like and it was like a comedy horror. <laughs> like every other minute they did some shit that had you dying laughing. And it, I guess it was just enough comedic relief to make you not have nightmares later on after watching it cuz <laughs> That part was 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 cool. I thought it was it was good that they had these um like comedic moments. Like that lady, the old lady. I'm not gonna say too much about that part, but the old lady in the in the house. The way she was walking around that house was the funniest shit in the world to me. I was dying. And also, it has some elements. I felt they stole some elements from The Conjuring. You know, The Conjuring to me is one of my all-time, like, different. When it comes to horror, they're different, different. Like, they plays no game. So I, I felt like they had some elements of that where in most horror movies, something is about to happen, right? And then it'll stop right before it gets real real it'll stop and then maybe they'll have a moment where it'll just like pop out of nowhere just to give you that shock jump factor but the difference with the conjuring when shit is about to happen it's happening like i don't care who's there or what like it's happening it's going down and i'm coming at you you better run like so they have some elements in this movie like that like the old lady in the apartment like with the footsteps like coming quick and then she just came and kept on coming on like it was like at least two or three more moments in there I was like okay 
I get you. I get you. That, that those parts was good. So the only thing I didn't like in conclusion is the the clown clown part shit at the end, which was trash. And uh, the scenes that didn't feel like they had a purpose, like the gay bashing scene at the beginning, uh, didn't seem like it had a, a purpose. And the uh, abusive husband scene didn't seem like it had a purpose. Um, ah, listener said that her father was abusive. So she's repeating that cycle. Okay. So I guess that makes that part make a little more sense uh, to me. Uh, listen to say, I found this one to be more alien-like than the first one, more mystical. Okay, so that ties that part in, I guess. So yeah, I, I think it's worth seeing though. If you love uh, horror movies, it's definitely worth seeing. Don't be alarmed by the two hour and 49 minute running time because it doesn't feel that way. They keep, they do enough to keep you occupied so it doesn't feel long. Um, but yeah. Love, I, I, I'm like a huge fan of horror movies, so... I can't wait for what what comes next. What's gonna happen next? You know, Halloween is soon. They usually do something like they'll release something around like October. There's another movie I need to go see this too. Uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark. I need to go see that. That's another horror movie that's in theaters right now. But um, yeah, I mean it too. Overall, uh. Stacy, you could tell me uh, one to five balloons. One to five red balloons. Since we talk about Pennywise, you could write it to anything. Uh, I give it a four four red balloons. Our producer gives it a three three point five. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, I, I say it's definitely um worth seeing. So we check it out. That's it. That's my review on it chapter two. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Now I'm just like <laughs> uh what are we doing now? Do I have anything for what blows mine? Let me check that before we even go through that. Cause we may skip that. All together Let's see Let's see Do I have anything Uh I think I'm good So we're gonna just do Last call <laughs> Three balloons Three balloons One half pop balloon <laughs> That's the rating for it Chapter two Um Last call for alcohol Six four six seven one six eight five four four. To chime in on anything I've discussed today, Nikki Minaj, Kevin Hart, R. Kelly, NYPD, Amber Geiger, Tyler Perry, T-Mobile selling his used phones as new. It's chapter two. 
In the meantime, in between time, Facebook.com slash Hollywood and Friends Radio. At Hollywood and Friends on Instagram. And our email address is Hollywood and Friends Radio at gmail.com. And YouTube.com slash Hampton Blue. Our latest video is our interview with Carl Payne, a.k.a. Cole from Martin. Go check it out. Be sure to like it, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. YouTube.com slash Hampton Blue. Follow me at I Am Hollywood, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow our producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram, BLU on Blue. And I think that's it. Judy didn't make it in today. She'll be here next week. Judy Blue. That's it, though, right? Enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. Thank you for tuning in. However you're tuning in, iTunes, Stitcher, the tuner app, whatever. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a friend. We out. Hallelujah.